You're listening to a Big Stick Energy Productions podcast. Welcome to Barreled Up on Broad, a podcast about the Philadelphia Phillies and Major League Baseball. This is a part of the Big Stick Energy Productions family. I am your host, Jim Coleman. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Eric Rayer. Oh, yeah. What's up, y'all? Sorry, I was muted. Take a longer (laughs) pause, Eric. Uh, (laughs) How you doing, man? I think I'm doing a little bit better than baseball right now. Yeah, I mean, really, it's only the Phillies and Marlins, but... I'm doing better than the Phillies. See, I redacted it. Uh, but no, I'm I'm doing all right. Um, just been working. This week's felt a little long. I don't know about you. It's been kind of yeah. dragging a little bit. Um, only, nothing, no bad. Yeah, it's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. But, but it, no bad reason. It's just you know, it's just been one of those weeks where I've been waking up and you know struggling a little bit more to to get out of bed. Like today, I I woke up and I looked at the clock thinking that I had an extra hour to sleep when in fact I actually got up at the right time. <laughs> so then there I woke up late because I went back to bed. <laughs> well, um, yeah, but you know, that's life. It happens. Such as I know hockey came back last night to some extent. I didn't get to watch. Unfortunately, I had work, but we are a baseball podcast. So I'll go into that a little bit. Oh boy, where do I start? First, I should say that our regular co-hosts are not able to join us. Yeah. Got a living life. Yeah. At the moment, it's just the two of us. Just the two of us. Yeah. I apologize for my uh, low tone today. I am tired and frustrated. Well, you know what, Jim? I'm going to help keep you up and... We're going to power through because that's what we do for the people. Yeah, the people we'll need to know. We'll get there. All right. So <laughs> we last left the uh, <laughs> listeners. I believe we recorded last Wednesday and expecting a, an electric beginning to the Philadelphia Phillies and the Major League Baseball season. Thursday night, Yankees and the Nationals played. Also, the Dodgers and San Francisco Giants played. The Yankees game got rained out way through, but since this season, the rainouts will be ended and not continued after a certain point uh, just to move the season along and not to uh, drain anybody out too much. What uh, What's the – what is it like after the sixth inning? Uh, it does not matter. It usually is uh, after the sixth inning. It might be fifth. After the fifth or sixth inning, if the game is delayed and cannot resume – then the game is just over. But this year, it can be from any inning on, depend, regardless of who's winning or losing, the game will be over. So it could uh, be like a two-inning game. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's going to be a thing, though, because, you know, some I mean, I mean we're going to get into the weird, the weird rule shift that's kind of going on that I don't even think that I told you before we even started recording, and you were like, wait, what? So... I mean, there's, it seems like things are just kind of obviously on the fly, which is expected, but I mean, you know, I'll just let you get into it a little bit more because you got a lot more fire in the tank than I do at the moment. 
Uh, I don't I don't even know what it is, I'll be honest. I think you've you. cooled I off am. a little bit at least. You were pissed about three days ago. <laughs> I think. I'm still pissed and I'm annoyed and I'm really just confused as to why things played out the way they did, but I mean we'll go into it. The Phillies played the Marlins in the first series of their season. First game took a fat L against the Marlins. Sandy Alcantara just owned the Phillies up and down. Six and two-thirds pitched, seven strikeouts. The Phillies had only five hits in the game, left guys on a lot. Guys just looked slow and not ready to play. Aaron Nola did not look good at all. Four earned runs, five innings pitched. Struck out seven guys, but then the bullpen came in, gave up a run, a couple hits. Nothing too bad there, but enough to just annoy me because it's the Marlins. They're not a good team. They are not a good team. Jesus Aguilar crushed us. So did Miguel Rojas. Miguel Rojas was a nightmare the entire first three games. He's currently leading Major League Baseball in, like, every stat. Although, I don't know if it's home runs or not, but, like, batting average, and the list goes on. Corey Dickerson was a pain in the ass, as believed he would be. Brian Anderson, Garrett Cooper. I mean, I I didn't watch every game over the weekend, I'll admit. I uh, caught, you know... I caught the opening night, and I put on uh, I put on game two for a little bit, and then I just kept up with game three. Right away, it was just there was something off. You know, the hitters didn't look like they had the the spark. They didn't look like they really had any timing. Like they didn't have, like it just felt very like it was a very like mediocre feeling effort. I mean, Noah. The Noah, only the only bright spot we had was freaking Didi Gregorius hitting the and, home run and pretty much every game. <laughs> um, um and and Noah like Noah it's not even that Noah looked terrible he just looked like uninspired because I don't even think he truly looked like shit just it just didn't look great Roman Quinn started two games of the series meanwhile they slot Adam Hazley in on the third game and he just freaking goes off like Adam Hazley's just as good a fielder if, if he's gonna be a better hitter why why platoon also Phil Gosson had a really great game and then he wasn't I don't I think was it game two he was in and then yeah, we'll get game into that three. In we'll we'll oh, talk about oh, that okay. in a second. Um, right. We're still on game one. Oh, all right. I'm just kind of grouping them all together because they were all mm. really not being anything special. Reese Hoskins abandoned. Well, not abandoned. According to Tom McCarthy, he's gone back to a hybrid of sorts of his swing from last year and combining this year's. Only walked. He walked once in the first game and had a little blue pit. Bryce Harper did not look great in his first game. JT Romuto looks lost at the plate. Yeah, he's he's sitting in our fourth spot. Meanwhile, Gregorius is unloading these last couple of days. Gene Segura lost again. Jay Bruce, I could see him being traded by the deadline. That's about it for the first game. The second game inspired a little bit of hope. Zach Wheeler came in and had a dominant, dominant game against the Marlins. The Marlins starter only lasted about three innings because he got rocked by a combination of Phil Gosselin, Didi Gregorius, Dietrich Muto had a home run at one point, but see, Bryce Harper what, also had a home run. This is what happened uh, to me, though, and I'll give a little tease, is that I really bought into this game, and I was like, all right, so these are the Phillies I was, you know, thinking of. These are the 
these are these are what I was expecting. In that album. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, like this is what we were expecting. Andrew McCutcheon looks lost as well. I mean, I'm expecting him to have kind of a slow return, mainly because he didn't play for more than half, more almost a full season at this point. Adam Hazley came in for him at the end of the game. Andrew McCutcheon did have a nice diving play. Hoskins walked three times, which which is crazy. Like Hoskins has walked eight times. So far this season, and he only has two hits and one strikeout. So, yeah, that's a lot of walks, especially in three games. But would you say something that I did notice a little bit was that it doesn't feel like he's taking chances? Like, it doesn't, he doesn't feel like he's. He doesn't look comfortable. Occasionally, there's an opportunity for a pitch, even if it's a little bit outside. He has he has a chance to take a crack at it, and it feels cool. like well, he doesn't like feel confident in himself. He doesn't look like he knows what he wants to do. There's Some a couple. Things. So, I, I admire his patience. I think that's a very good thing to have, especially when there's no one on base. Take some pitches and let the pitcher work a little bit. However, when there's guys on base, which they had multiple times, he needs to take hacks. I'm, this is the one thing I'm going to knock on him. I love the guy. I love the player. I think he has so much potential and so much ability to run with this. Harper, too. They take too many pitches, and too many pitches are right down the middle of the plate because the pitchers know that they're not going to be swinging. They're too patient. Sometimes you need to – Kingery is the same way. They need to be attacking on pitches they know are going to be right down the middle. They should be crushing those balls. I don't know if they can't time up or not. I don't know if they're what they're doing as far as what uh, Joe Dillon is telling them what to do. But, like, they need to be aggressive on some, sometimes. Like, I get – Walking is nice when you're trying to get guys in the scoring position. Hoskins, he's not he's not your singles guy. Like, he was our number four hitter all of last year and the year prior. Like he needs to be taking aggressive swings at pitches right down the middle of the plate. I don't know why he has it ingrained where he needs to be so patient. He should have punished so many pitches right over the middle of the plate and I don't even like I don't even know if he's only going to be pulling the ball like he needs to hit those balls where they're supposed to go the one double he had in Sunday's game it was outside and it looked like something he should have taken to the other way but pulled it as far right as you possibly can go not that it was a big deal I mean he got a double out of it but it didn't look like a comfortable swing and if he actually hit the way he did when he came up I think he'd be fine I think Somewhere along the line, he's gotten too patient and too pull-happy, and that's got to stop because he is such a better hitter than he's allowing himself to be right now. Same with Bryce. I mean, I'm sure Bryce will be fine. He's It's the beginning of the season. I, I, I'm just worried for Hoskins because this is he's looking exactly the same as he did last year when he was struggling so much. And I know there's a lot of time, but well, not a lot of time, but there's 60 games for him to figure it out. And it's a growth year for, I think everybody here. I'm just tired of watching the Phillies be so patient when there's bases loaded. The Phillies had bases loaded on Sunday's game four times and no runners came across. Yeah. That's embarrassing. I'm sorry, that's embarrassing against a pitcher that didn't know he was going to start that day against a team that is not as good as you. Against a team that apparently had 14 people positive with COVID on it. Like, it's mind-numbingly frustrating because I'll get to Zach Wheeler because he was probably the only bright spot of him and 
uh, Gene or not Gene Scar, Didi Gregorius are probably the only bright spot yeah. of the se- season so far. But Zach we- Zach Wheeler, great. I'm I felt so confident in him. I feel confident with him going forward. I'd like to see him be a little bit more in control of his pitches, but he got it done. He got it done against a bad team, and he played like they were a bad team. Like, he played well because he knew he could get guys out. Didi Gregorius, he showed up. He knew it was time to attack these guys. He struggled all preseason, and he comes out, and he's hitting bombs already. Like, the rest of them are just so – it just feels like they're so far behind. They're still, like, caught in that same mentality from last year that, like, there's no urgency. The urgency is now. If there's ever a time to be urgent about what you're doing, they need to be scoring runs as fast as they can right out of the gate. Put these guys on their ass before they even have a chance to show up because it's just not going to work. It makes me wonder if because of the way the season has been – like, you know, big delay and not really having a lot of time to get ready. If it wasn't like it was enough time for them to re- like to shake that old mentality. You know what I mean? They had two straight years of the same, you know, kind of laid back, laxative mentality with um, Gabe Gabler. But uh, they couldn't. They were going into this season expecting things to be different, and they kind of were, you know, you get a whole spring training, you get all this time early in the season to kind of shake out the kinks, get it going, and they didn't have that. And, I mean, I know, like, it's not really an excuse because these guys are professionals, but if you notice, who's the one, who are the two guys who aren't struggling right now? The two guys Gregor- they got. Regardless yeah. of that, they should be no, struggling. No. It's the freaking Marlins. No, I know, I know. And I'm not saying that, like, this is an excuse and they should obviously, even, like, having their trouble, they should have been able to walk out of there with three wins. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just – that's that's where my mind was this weekend was maybe we underestimated just how hard it's going to be for this team to shake that mentality because when you have 162 games, you can afford the first little bit because most teams that get a new coach – even if it's someone like Joe Girardi, who's a great coach, you struggle the first little bit. Even like, you know, I'll bring my sport in this, the Flyers. They weren't 100% great early in the season. They had their fair share of struggles, but because they had so much time to kind of work around it, you know, they were able to kind of work out the kinks and get through it as opposed to what the Phillies are doing now. Yeah, Joe Girardi could be preaching a lot of new stuff, but they haven't had – practice they haven't had time to implement it they have to go into these games and they have to all of a sudden just have it down pat and again it's not an excuse because it's the fucking marlins i don't know that's just my mentality right now and yeah it sucks and it makes me a little bit pissed off to know that like we've dropped two games to a covid19 infested marlins team yeah i don't know i'm just thinking i'm just i figured i'd let you see if you maybe agree a little bit I know it's the situation. I know that it's the market. I, I, like, I understand where you're coming from. The Yes, it's a new coach, new management, new everything. Like, they got to have time. That they, they need to have yeah. time to adjust, but right now they don't have time to adjust. There I know it's no the time. shitty part about it. And the problem is they had the time to adjust over the break that they've had, 
they've had the time to work with them. They've had the time. Like, it's nothing new at this point. It's At this point, everybody on this team is in midseason shape. Everybody's been working with the same people for the entire basically season so far. I, I would I would understand if like it's just from the get go of the regular season, but right now it's like they've had a lot of time to figure out what Jardy's asking of them, how to game plan. The pitching the pitching coach had plenty of time to work with the pitchers. Hitting coach had plenty of time to work with them. Just because there was a break doesn't mean that they were taking a break. They were all working out. They were all doing exactly what they were asked to do. That's what's got me frustrated because they have been working. It's not a. It's not like they. Yes, it's a new season starting now, but they've been working since March. They've had time to adjust. No, I agree. I know I just, it hasn't I necessarily just, yeah. been in game, but what the coaches are asking of them is nothing new to them by now. I just figured that's that's. I mean, I I still think it's partially the reason, but it, it's there shouldn't be like you said, even if it's not in game, they should be able to implement even the smallest, like they should be able to hit the ball. They should be able to drive in guys who, if the bases are loaded, you should be able to at least bring in one run, at least one. And they had four, four chances. Yeah. They have four, four chances. chances and not do that. That's, I don't care who your coach is. I mean, even the worst of teams are probably still bringing that in. The Phillies had 12 hits on, on Sunday. Only one of them came when they had runners in scoring position. Wow, seriously? Yeah. Fuck. It's just embarrassing. Against against a team like yes, they scored six runs, but the the Marlins scored eleven. You gotta you gotta bring those guys in. If one if they cleared the bases one time, they would have made this game so much more manageable and probably taken the Marlins out of it. The Marlins took advantage of the Phillies being no, if you jump on the Marlins, if you jump down the Marlins' throat right away, I actually that's not true. I mean, they did. They scored. That's, they've scored that's, five that's, runs yeah, in the first two innings. But if they put true. it away yeah. early, in, like they had so many chances to put it away, they had so many chances to go above eleven runs. They just got complacent, or they just tried to work the count too many times. Like, yeah, you loaded the bases, but what's it going to do if you can't bring them home? Like, if the ball's over the middle of the plate, swing at that ball. I'm sorry. You just got to take chances like that. Put it in play. Do some, I'm not asking for home runs every time. Put it in play. Get a single down the middle. That scores two runs right there. Hit a double to the gap. That, score, that brings everybody home except for you. Oh, well. Stop trying to clear the bases on every freaking swing. Like, yeah, they're not going to keep up with that if you just keep applying pressure. Dude, you're fucking – you're depressing me right now. <laughs> I mean, it's only the first three games, and that's frustrating. And there's some actually, hope. There's still some hope because there's there's other things I'll talk about in a second. But just for the sake of the current situation – It's actually – technically, Jim, we are closer to 54 games. <laughs> that's kind of how the ratio pans out right now. All right. I mean, we'll get there. So, like, we'll get there in a second. I will tell you why I'm not totally – out of it yet as far as the pitching went on sunday oh my god i can't believe any of it like it felt like the same shit different day vince velasquez after being touted at this entire uh summer camp as the guy to watch out for had a like reverted completely back to vince velasquez from last year and the years prior like it's just look he just looked so miserably bland out there it was just unacceptable 
I, I, I don't care. If you're letting up hits and shit like that, just try something. If you're not confident in it that day, just just try it. It can't be worse than trying to blow fastballs by a team that's going to hit fastballs and throw nothing else competitive. Like, he's the most frustrating pitcher for me to watch ever. Okay, maybe not because then we're going to move on to Cole Irvin, who came in for one inning, let up four runs. He is not a major league pitcher. He cannot be on this team anymore. The Phillies touting him like he's some kind of special option in case one of the other guys goes down. He is my last option, period, in probably Major League Baseball. No substance whatsoever to get guys out at this level. He th- His fastest pitch is 90 miles an hour. That's basically a meatball right over the freaking plate for them. And everything else is a minus pitch. Like, he has nothing good in his arsenal that could possibly get him through more than an inning. He's just not a good pitcher. I'm sorry. He can't take up meaningful innings for you. If you're trying to win a game, Cole Irvin is not your guy. Reggie McLean came in after him, let up a home run, but did I think he did fairly decent. I'm kind of rooting for him to pan out because we need guys. Uh, Nick Pavetta also came in to eat up two innings and strangely did the best out of all – Five guys that, or four guys that, oh no, oh, five guys that. That's, that's actually, not Hector, strange. That's not true because Hector Neris came in and did an awesome job because he's Hector Neris. He's our best pitcher in our bullpen. And we have no one to get get there. There's no one in between from top to bottom that just says, I'm going to be able to get guys out. Oh, well, we're actually going to have Nick Bavetta. Don't worry. I'm sorry. It's just he. I know it's hurting. Nick Pavetta looked so like he just looked lost. He looked lost too. I mean, watching him pitch, he just looked like he didn't know where the ball was going. Like he let up a couple of runs, only two. I don't know how we're gonna get through this season with a bullpen like this, but stranger things have happened. The Nationals were able to turn it around last year, but at the at the way it sits right now, there's no one on this team that. I think can get us meaningful innings later in the game. It's frustrating because Matt Clintac added absolutely nobody to the bullpen this offseason except for scrubs from other teams. They didn't invest anything into the bullpen this year, and it's completely frustrating because it's been our biggest weakness for the past five years. We've had five years of bullshit coming out of the bullpen. It's utterly frustrating because they there were plenty of guys in the market this offseason that were available. The Braves took them. The Nationals took them. The Dodgers took them. Like, they were available, and we have the money to go out and spend for them, but we didn't because John Middleton and Matt Klintak are up there worrying about the pennies that it costs to bring in one of those relievers. A Phillies upper management is utter garbage. I'm sorry. They have to go. I, I can't stand them. I'm done defending them. I'm done being on their side. If the Phillies want to win games, Matt Clintock cannot be part of this organization, and John Middleton needs to spend money because that's what his job is. Let me bring up someone else who's just non-existent. Andy McPhail. <laughs> well, Andy, like, McF- Andy McPhail, like, I, that guy doesn't I even do I, anything, so I can't even complain. Like, Exactly. He's just fucking like what I would well, a job like that. The, the guy that makes the moves is supposed to be Matt Clentak. 
Like the guy that's got to be making these moves has to be Matt Clintac, and he's not. He didn't do anything. All he got was Zach Wheeler and Didi Gregorius and said, there, we fixed the Band-Aid. Meanwhile, our, put a Band-Aid on her knee while her arm just got cut off. Enough, you know, on that. Why don't we talk about the other thing you need to vent about? Well, I mean, <laughs> while the Phillies were getting boat raced this first series, the Marlins had freaking COVID. They, they had 15 guys with COVID on their team. Miguel Rojas, the guy that's leading Major League Baseball in like almost every freaking stat category, had freaking COVID when he was beating up on the Phillies. Like the players knew that they were sick, and a couple of them got scratched from the game. They didn't have half their starters in, and they still beat the Phillies. Like, what the hell? They decided they were fit to play. Meanwhile, putting everybody in the Phillies clubhouse, uh, visitors clubhouse at risk because. It, like they don't bring their own squad there. Like the, the people that bring out their bats, people that clean everything, like they're all put at risk. Apparently the Phillies knew about it too and decided it was okay to play, but come on, let's use common sense here. Let's not get people sick and shut down the season just because we want to be, we want to show like, ah, oh, we're ready to play. We can play. We can do it. Like, just think about the livelihoods of everybody, not you. They put so many people in danger. They put everybody at the hotel they were staying at in danger. They put everybody, the people that those hotel people like go home and work or live with in danger, like their families, their friends, their loved ones. Just use your freaking brain instead of your like protecting your ego. This isn't it's a your time wallet. To... That's what the thing that drives at the market right here. Most importantly, Jim is, is the money. And that's oh, well, that there's more. Well, there's more of you, a problem. No, there's what? more of a pro- It's not just a baseball problem. I don't want to get into it a hundred percent, but it's not, it is not just a baseball problem. <laughs> well, the, the problem is they could have easily just postponed the games until they were sure that everybody was okay to play. Nobody has the rules written here, but major league baseball was just like, yeah, go ahead. I like mean, the owners, are compl- season- the owners, listen, the owners have complained that every game they play, they're going to be losing money. Well, guess what? Take a game off, and you won't lose as much money, jackass. Think about the workers and people that you put in danger because you wanted to make a quick buck, and you're not even making money. So what was the point? It's just, uh, It just blows my mind how one-track mind people can be. I mean, baseball is like a microcosm of everything that's going on right now. It's a lot of the way the management's handling it is – you know, there's a deeper rooted trouble. There's deeper rooted problems there. But what I want to know is why Major League Baseball decided it was up to the players to decide that they should play. I guarantee they were coaxed into it, number one. Number two, they put everybody else at risk. Jim, Jim, think of think of what happened to get to the season. The players were pretty much committed to not playing. The MLB essentially twisted their arm and said, no, you're going to report for camp. I mean, I don't want to give the – like, yeah, the players need to be a little bit more responsible. They're professionals, and they need to be a little bit less selfish. I mean, all the things point to the MLB essentially being like, you're going to do this. We don't want – because we don't want to cause more of a problem. Well, guess what, fuck faces? You caused a problem. <laughs> it's like when you lie to your parents. You know, you think you're going to save yourself, and then when they find out, you should have just told them the truth. It, it's essentially – it's like – there's no point in you guys trying to keep a secret. Like there's, it, everything comes out. 
Like it doesn't, you're not going to keep a secret, especially one like this. Like God forbid a player got sick and died or like someone's pregnant wife got sick and died. You know how bad that would be for the league? <laughs> like yeah. it's, it, that's it's, why I'm, it, that's why I'm pissed off because it was so short sighted of them to do any of that. I mean, and, you saw, you saw my tweet that I had the other day. It was, and it was in reference to baseball and everything. Why does it feel like people seem to always, you know, realize after the mistake that they made the fucking mistake. And then it's like, what happens when the mistake's too late? Like, you don't always get the chance to think about your mistake. The MLB is lucky that it's not as bad as it could be. But also, we don't know because it takes a couple of days. We know we're on Wednesday. You're not really going to know the magnitude until tomorrow, starting tomorrow because that's when the tests will start to show up if they do. So you're not really going to know until tomorrow to Saturday. That's why they pushed off the games until Saturday afternoon because that's when they'll know what the real magnitude of this is crossing my fingers that it's not as bad, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's really just, it's bullshit. It's, it's shameful. It's not true. It's stupid. I don't agree with it. I did not hit her. I think it's, you know, out of all the leagues that have done everything to get back to safety, the MLB has been, you know, by far the worst one. And I think like the, you know, the NFL hopefully will take some learning from this and realize this is what you, you, you can't do these things. But also, it doesn't seem like like every other team's okay. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, for, for and I'm not pissed, I'm not pissed about that. I'm pissed about this exact situation. They no, put yeah, so yeah, many yeah. people in danger. They put their own lives in danger. But this this situation would have it, this situation would have happened if you know if it wasn't this the Phillies and Marlins. It would have been someone later down the line. So it's not like this is I, – I don't want to just blame the Marlins. They, they're stupid, and they're, it's, they're, it's obviously a big part of their fault. But it smells like – I mean, Rob Manfred hasn't shown that he knows what he's doing. Like, he doesn't – he hasn't given me any faith in his decision-making. They don't care about the safety of anyone. They just care about salvaging as much as they can to, to recoup what they're losing, which, I mean – they're not even really... recouping everything. They're saying they're losing money on every game. So I have no idea what the point of all of this is for. I mean, if they're, they're worried about the, money. If they're, they're, they're getting the money, the, they're getting the money from the TD, TV deals, dude. They're not. They're saying well, they're, they're getting losing the money, money from but the TV really... deals, but it's they're losing money. They are losing money every day that they play a game. They said they are losing money. So I don't see what the point is. If you're not going to protect the people that are going to be playing and they're not going to be able to finish the season, why keep doing this and lose the money that you're going to be losing? I get it. You're making money on the TV deals, but guess what? You told everybody that you didn't want to have the season because you're going to be losing money. Guess what? You're having it now and you're losing money and you might not finish the rest of the season. I don't, I also just don't believe anything that Rob Manfred says anymore. Well, that wasn't even Rob Manfred. That was the play. That was the freaking owners. That's not Rob I, Manfred. I, I mean, I just, I, I'm just attributing everything to everyone who's in well, charge. Well, he, he, he needs to get freaking fired because he's the most incompetent person. Everything he has managed. Can, can you fire? Uh, can a commissioner get fired? Like, who fires yeah, a commissioner? The, the I was owners, thinking about the this owners the other day. do actually, but oh, so really, the owners are the commissioner's boss. <laughs> That's. Half and half. Is it like a board thing? Yeah. Okay. Regardless of what's happening, Rob Manfred has shown that he ultimately does not know how to manage a major sports league. league. He sports doesn't know, league. Yeah, he just 
He doesn't know how to do. He doesn't know how to handle his. I mean, it comes down to it. Yeah, it's sports league, but he just doesn't show that he is a reasonable boss. Like he just doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't take his employees into account. Which, I mean, there's plenty of jobs in the world that you know an employer can stay the employer for forever and not be great to his employees. But I mean, it's like, there's, I don't know the Astros thing, of course, was, you know, a whole thing. And that was like the first strike to me just because like a lot of the other stuff was a little bit, I wasn't really paying as much attention to, but that was such a big magnitude in terms of how it went down and everything. But like, this is on a whole nother level. He's mismanaged everything he's had the opportunity to fix. This entire, this, yeah, this every, situation, like, I, this situation all falls on him. The Astros and Red Sox cheating scandals all on him. He hasn't been able to fix anything. He freaking Joe Kelly had more of a suspension throwing at Carlos Correa than anybody on the Astros did for freaking cheating. They won the World Series because they cheated. And a, a, a guy who throws at them got suspended more than anybody else on that team, which is utter garbage. He has no say in what anything – like, he's the most – He, I just feel like he's neutered. I feel like he just – he has no, like, confidence in himself to actually do anything about anything. Like, just stand up and do what's freaking right for a change. So, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but obviously I, you're known as the Phillies and MLB guy. It is known. It is known. It is known. It is known. I'm the NHL guy. It is known. It is known. It is known. It's known. And we've talked about this, and I've constantly said it. It's bullshit. Gary Bettman, as the commissioner of the NHL, has done everything to ensure that he can return safely to the sport and made sure that his players, the staff of the league, and everything, and the environment was going to be as safe as possible before they committed to coming back. Rob Manfred has done everything reverse. And I actually looked like today to see like everything that they had to do in each league, literally every situation in the MLB was done completely opposite of like the NHL and the NBA. All they saw was, Oh God, these other leagues are coming back. We need to get back as soon as we can. When the MLB could have been the first season, the first game back three months ago, even when it was shitty, they still could have figured out a way to come back early and been at the and been at the forefront. They had the opportunity, but they waited too long because of the work stoppage, because they couldn't figure out how to do this right. When a lot of the steps to get here, to get to a safe environment, were literally written out, and all Rob Manfred had to do was just say, This is how we have to do it. But no, he had to focus on ways to get it get it done, you know, his own way. The MLB has been struggling. A lot, and I don't think Rob Manfred's done anything to advance well, the game as a as, as not a, necessarily like they haven't been struggling. Just every situation that could have been easily fixed blows up in their face. I mean, Jim, the rest of the league is terms fine of, right now. No, not just that. I'm talking about just in the public eye. Like baseball has he's a commissioner's job is to advance the game. It is known. It's known to make sure make it more accessible to make sure it goes right. Rob Manfred has done the complete opposite of that. And now that these other sports are back, he's actually kind of hurt his chances of being at the forefront because these other sports are going to be more interesting, which I'm not saying that they are inherently. I'm just saying because 
they're doing everything right and being praised. And all you hear about on the news is the MLB has botched something else again. So people just, it's like, it's going to be hard for people to even give a shit about baseball right now because everyone's just count. Like the other day we were even talking about it. I don't believe it's going to happen. I think they're going to figure something out and they're going to try to finish this season regardless of what happens. If it's a bunch of replacement players or whatever. Oh, because yes, the rest of the league is, the rest of the league is fine. Every, every minor situation that Rob Manfred has to manage, he fails at it. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, I'm not worried about the rest of the sport because everybody else is fine. Other guys are getting tested, and if they get positive, they don't play. What happened with this situation? What the hell happened? Juan Soto for the Nationals, probably one of the biggest stars in the sport, hasn't played a game yet because he's been COVID positive. Actually, why are the freaking Marlins out here playing when no one cares about them? If you're going to shuffle anybody underneath the table to go play, it's Juan Soto. Why are the freaking – why is – why is the Marlins lineup some kind of like, yes, everybody has it, but they have guys in place to play for them. Or the commissioner of the league giving a team the ability to say, Hey, do you guys want to play? Or do you guys not want to play? What the fuck is the team going to say? No, they want to play. Like, they want to yeah, play they, because they just boat race a team. They should have lost to because they suck. Well, not even that dude. They just got all ready to play this season and then you think they're going to be like, yeah, no, never mind. No, of course they're going to play. That's their, that's that's their back. They're, yeah, they're in the mentality. Like, that's you're there to make the decision. That's why you get paid the big bucks. So if you're incompetent to do that, fucking get out of here. But I don't think the owners are going to fire Rob Manfred. I don't think they're going to no, do won't it. Because he's, he's in, like, they're in his pockets. They exactly so i don't they, i don't they control basically everything at this point that's fucking it, frustrating but regardless exactly. regardless uh, the phillies next play their game on saturday against the blue jays they're going to be playing a double header are you sure about that i told you that they're playing apparently it's rumored they might do one nine inning and seven inning game or two yeah. seven inning games are you sure about that well i mean i get that um, I would honestly be down for the seven inning games. I think that'd be more fun. Um, I know that I need nine innings. Sorry, that's baseball. At this point, I'll take three innings, and they have to play on roller skates. Anything to fucking. <laughs> Ugh. Meanwhile, the rest of the league continues on, and and that's why I feel that the like yes, the Phillies sucked their first couple of games. However, Braves are two and three. They're only one game behind. Uh, Do they get to make up these games? Yeah. Or are they just they only will. just going to play? They'll, well, they'll apparently, make them up. next week, they might be playing the Yankees four straight times. Yeah. Well, they were going so, to this week. Yeah. So, they're going to do two in New York and two in the uh, – Yeah, that's what they were going to do this week. Oh, so they just basically postponed it. Yeah. The off days that they had everything, Everything that they've missed so far has been just postponed. So, there's nothing to worry about there. I'm not worried about that at all. There's no – no issues going to come up there. They'll just add it to the end of the season. It's no big deal. The Washington Nationals are one and four after getting utterly obliterated by the Yankees, and I'm not sure who they've played last. Oh, the Blue Jays. They got they got beat by the Blue Jays. So the, the Nationals suck again. Um, the Braves are only two and three after the first uh, five games. Uh, the Marlins. Are two and one leading division. Mets have a three-two record so far, and the Phillies and Braves are only one game behind. So, 
I'm not worried about the Philly season. It's not over yet. The rest of the teams that should have been doing well are off the slow starts as well. But it doesn't make it better that we lost to the freaking Marlins. So we'll we'll have to see. Hopefully they play up to the challenges and compete in the games against teams that are shitty. I don't know if they go in with a mentality that, like, oh, we can beat them easily. But sorry for my enthusiasm through all that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just – I wanted to let you just go with it, man. I mean, there was nothing – I didn't really – I tried to crack a couple jokes to get your spirits up, but you were a man. Spirits are not up. Yeah, I mean, understandably so. Like, you don't have – it's not like – Yeah. In other news, uh, MLB suspends Joe Kelly and Dave Roberts for bench-clearing incident between Dodgers and Astros because the Astros are assholes and the Dodgers want some retribution – but the MLB just can't let them have that because they let them cheat their way to a World Series title. So, uh, Joe Kelly ap- appealed um, this suspension, though, and I think he's available tonight. Yeah. I mean, I think every player appeals it, but, like, still. It's... Well, well I, I know. I'm just saying, like, imagine if he just – is he – is Joe Kelly a – is he a starter? He's a reliever. Oh, so he just go back in. <laughs> Which would that would actually be kind of kind of funny, but all right. Need some enthusiasm, Jim. I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, I'm I'm as much as I'm saying. You know, the league's got its problems. I I do want baseball to be on. I want to be able to enjoy games. I want to be able to see Bryce and the gang. And it sucks that it's you know the way it's been going. But I uh, I'm hoping that this is an isolated instance. Are you sure about that? Then, I mean, it hasn't been shown that they really, it's not like they're going to learn from their mistakes, even though they did, by postponing the games this week, they did show the tiniest bit of common sense. Obviously, that's because it was in the news and they realized they had to, but, I mean, they could have just kept going on and playing with replacement players instead of just that or the expanded roster, but, you know, Hopefully this is isolated. Hopefully that they, they pick up and they learn very quickly. Uh, hopefully the Marlins fuck off. And, you know, the Phillies will play Saturday and Sunday and they'll get right back into it, hopefully. And I'm hoping that they're sitting down on this little uh, quarantine break and they're staying in contact with each other and they're saying, hey, we got to get our shit together once we're back on the diamond. So let's see what happens on Saturday. And, uh, Hopefully next week we have something a little more positive to talk about. Hopefully. Um, That all being said, I have nothing else to offer. Um, Obviously hoping to see some baseball this weekend for the Phillies. Maybe I'll catch a couple other games in the meantime. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Stick Energy, capital S, capital E. You can follow me personally at Jimmy Coleman. Subscribe. And comment on our Apple hey. podcast. What? You can follow oh, me at no. Eric underscore Ray 11. <laughs> Make sure you comment and leave a uh, review on our Apple podcast. Uh, I will personally give you a shout out if you can leave a comment. We are available on most podcasting networks, so tell your friends and tell your family. You can email us at bigstickpod at gmail.com. If you have any questions or ideas for us or comments that you'd like us to hear we'll get back to you and 
Uh, we'd love to hear some feedback from you guys. Hopefully next week we'll have some of our one of our other co-hosts back. I know on episode of on our next rendition of Criticisms of Philadelphia, we will be adding another host as well. Eric's buddy Nick. That's all it for me. Eric, you have any uh, anything you want to say before we go? I mean, I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping for the best. Um, I'm hoping next week we can talk about some wins and we can it can be a little bit more normal, hopefully. I mean, everyone else seems like they're they're moving right along, so I'm hoping after something like this, we, uh, we don't have to experience anything anymore during this season. I hope so, too. But, uh, yeah, right, yeah, that's it for me. All righty. We'll talk at you guys next week. Go Bills. Go Bills.